Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of the Top Producing Zone podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Jin. And I'm Shane Carvalho. And we got a fun episode planned for you today. We're going to do, it's been a month, I think, since we had our last catch-up episode. So today we're going to do another catch-up episode so you can kind of get a sense of what's been going on in our lives. And Shane, I, I want to start with you because I've been you know, trying to keep up with all your Instagram stories and all your Instagram reels. It seems like recently, you know, you took a really amazing trip from San Jose out to Orlando for a conference with our broker at GXP. You mind sharing a little bit more about that? Yeah, actually, it's it's funny because, I mean, we are international, so I guess I should be thankful that these things happen in the United States or in 24 countries. And it's funny because sometimes I'm like, oh, man, got to go all the way across the country. But Man, it's uh, so it's our shareholders conference because we are a publicly traded company. And uh, I mean, this was the best one I've been to. Okay. Uh, and it's the third time I've attended. And uh, basically, the uh, I guess the best, well, there's a lot of good parts, but like Ed Milet was a keynote speaker. And, you know, I love Ed Milet. And this was, he had everybody in tears. I mean, this was one of the best, wow. like, probably one of the best keynotes that I've attended and I go to a lot, you know, I go to a lot of events and then it was great catching up with all our colleagues, you know, from around the country and Canada and Mexico. And, uh, I really enjoyed spending some time with our crew from Denver. So what do you think were, if I asked you like, what, what do you feel like are your top three takeaways from the conference? What do you think, what would you say those are? That's actually, <laughs> that's interesting. You asked that because one of the people that I met with actually reached out to me and asked the same thing. Oh, okay. uh, so basically, um, you know, one of the big takeaways is the fact that, um, well, it's kind of an observation and a takeaway, but I was impressed at how many agents were there, how, like, considering what's been going on and how yeah. much enthusiasm, like the enthusiasm and the level of people being there, it's like, because if you sit around here, you know, everybody's like, oh, the market's falling and things are bad. And so, yeah. I, I mean, takeaway and like, you already know that I'm like big, you know, I'm high on the market, like I'm positive, like things are great. But that was a real reinforcement. Not that I need the reinforcement, but that was big. Um, secondly, um, like just the amount of AI being used, hmm. artificial intelligence is I, I've never like, it's a new thing, right? Like something newer yep. for us in the last few months, but just the amount of places and how it's being used was mind boggling. Mm -hmm. And then I think third, I mean, I mentioned Ed Milet, but um, not just Ed Milet, but there was just a couple other, you know, speakers that, um, you know, I'm a, emotional guy and into the whole feelings and energy and everything else. But, you know, sometimes we all kind of need to have those certain like nerves touched or the certain places touched. And uh, just, I'm already like, I mean, obviously, you know what I've been through this last year, but it's like, I'm already on just really good place and life is great again, but it's like, it just reinvigorated. I'm already reinvigorated, but it's like, it just like fired me up. But not like the rah-rah thing they do at conferences, like not the rah-rah stuff, just like true connection and true like just, I don't know how to explain it, but it just, I received 
the message and I needed to receive that message. And uh, it got me even more fired up than I was when I got there. I mean, I, I think that's really awesome. I, I think it's, it reminds me of one of those things where it's like, sometimes timing is key in terms of when you hear something, right? I think there's a moment, a time in everyone's life when, you know, we could hear the same thing, like maybe five, 10 times in the past, but it doesn't connect. It doesn't click no. with you. But sometimes when you're in that right moment, right, you've had the experiences that you've had and you hear that message and it just clicks. And it sounds like that was kind of an experience you had with, with Ed my light speaking at the conference. Well, it just really resonated right now. And, um, like, not that these messages would be annoying, but <clears throat> sometimes I hear stuff that annoys me or that's not interesting. <laughs> yeah. Not that this would be ever, but it just, I guess what I'm trying to say is that sometimes the things that would annoy you or irritate you at other times can inspire you. Yeah. Just like sometimes you might not be in the mood to drink like a whiskey or something, which that'll never happen. Bad, bad example, but <laughs> maybe not in the mood to eat like bad Brussels sprouts. But then there's other moments where like it's the best thing you ever ate. I don't know. That's probably a bad analogy, but, um, but no, I, um, yeah, I, <laughs> well, I mean, I think, I think there is something to be said about just sometimes you have to be in a position in a place where you're ready to receive a certain message. Right. And right. It, in this situation you were. No, totally. Totally. Yeah. And, uh, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I have more to share from that trip, especially like, I'd like to put more stuff out from that trip, which we're working on. But, um, I think the other thing too that was really interesting was that uh, I left like the morning of the last day because I just had to get back. I got so much going on here, but it's like I was really bummed to leave. And then instead of doing the regular corporate hotel discount thing, uh, we had an Airbnb down the street. Me and you know three of the guys yep. um, from the, the the Wolfpack basically asked me if I wanted to take the fourth suite in their townhouse. And uh, man, I really enjoyed the time we had there uh we would work out every morning together uh we got to you know talk shop and you know catch up even catch up on personal stuff family whatever yeah. else but it's uh i was actually really sad when i left i was like i was like bummed out like it went by so fast and uh yeah it was interesting like because and it's nice to see that i'm actually re-socializing and connecting after covid because it was such an awkward thing um but uh, anyway, how about yourself? I mean, on your social media, I'm loving your stuff. Like, because obviously we know you're a big foodie and, you know, whiskey, wine, aficionado. So I'm loving your stuff. Like, I mean, you're taking the whole whiskey thing to another level. Like, what's going on? Thanks. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's been kind of a, a very fun expansion and growth like period for me when it comes to social media. I, I think, you know, like as we're. I've been reflecting on this a little bit. Like, you know, when I first started my social Instagram platform as a real estate agent, you know, I thought the only thing I wanted to post about was real estate, right? It was, Boring. it was, I mean, <laughs> it is, right? But it's, you know, it's kind of like you don't really, there was a part of me that didn't feel comfortable putting myself out there. And so it's like, okay, as an agent, I think my perception was, you know, people are only going to be interested in real estate topics because I'm a real estate agent. So a lot of things I started posting at the beginning were home tours. It was educational carousels. It was market stats and updates. And I think the the big revelation for me recently, and probably maybe for you too, has been like, no, people are actually really interested in 
seeing who you are as a person. I think especially on social media, because they can't really get us like they don't really interact with me like you and I interact every day. They don't really get a sense of who I am. So it's all the more important, I think, for me to start talking about the things that I'm interested in, about whiskey, about wine, about orange theory, whatever it is. Um, because then I think people get a sense of, you know, exactly who you are. They can kind of connect with me better. And, you know, that kind of naturally forms a relationship, even if I haven't really met them yet, um, just through social media. Um, so that's been kind of a, that's been a, a, a learning for me. And it's also interesting because I used to think I didn't know too much about whiskey, but, you know, as I started talking about it, I, I realized, Hey, actually I, I know a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's kind of cool because I think another thing I realized is not everybody knows the same things or know, knows the same facts, right? Like something I might be sharing about whiskey or about wine or about cooking an orange theory. For me, I might feel like it's, oh, everybody knows that information. But then, you know, it's interesting because as I started to post about these topics, I've gotten people responding back saying, oh, I never knew that before. That's so cool. Thanks for sharing. Um, and that's, that's been, that's been awesome to kind of see that feedback. Um, the fun one that I guess came out today was Asian what, glow, Asian glow, Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stalking you. I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think that was the most embarrassing picture ever. There's a, if you haven't seen it, check out my Instagram. There's, there's a photo on this reel of me going to an underground whiskey club here in downtown San Jose. And I turn red. If I don't, if I don't take my Pepsi, I turn red. And there's a photo of me basically standing up against a red wall and my face is red and I completely blend in. I happen to be wearing a red sweater too, I think. This is all red. <laughs> That's all bad. It's all You're bad. You're like so guilty. You don't have to say anything. You come home. I know. I know. Guilty. You've I been know. drinking. No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely have. So, so you know, for those out there that, that might be wondering what my secret is to kind of overcome that, that glow... Watch the Instagram reel, or you know, I'll tell you right now, it's it's Pepsi AC, which coats your stomach, at least for me, and it helps me not turn red, and a lot of IV hydration, which you can get from Costco, um, and those are my secret cures for Asian glow. That's <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, but no, I just I obviously you and I have gone on some adventures, you know, both food and you know different you know whiskey or wine and. Uh, but no, I've been enjoying seeing that. And, you know, I was talking to uh, our buddy from New York, Rick, earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was talking about how Michael's right down my alley with that whiskey stuff. He claims <laughs> he's bringing us some good stuff in a couple of months. Oh, is like, he? Okay. I got some right. good stuff I'm going to bring. I go, yeah, you need to restock our collection. <laughs> he's like, I need some good Añejo. I'm like, don't worry. I got a, a bottle of gold. He's like, don't open it till I get there. I'm like, uh, yeah, we'll stay it for you, Rick. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to save a lot of things for him, I think. <laughs> Wait till he watches this. Like, what I know. I know. <laughs> trash. At least we didn't, use, we didn't use the last name. There's probably other Ricks in New York. Probably. We will not use his last name. But Rick, if you're listening, you know exactly who, you, who we're talking about. <laughs> you know exactly who you are. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly who you are. Hey, so there's another thing I wanted to talk to you about because, you know, one thing I, I, I noticed on some of your travel reels is that, you know, you seem to be always getting upgraded always getting lounge access. So, I mean, how, like, I know, is that the way you just like, you like to travel and how do you make that happen? Well, I mean, 
there is a couple different ways to look at that. I mean, does everybody like the good life? I'm sure. But I mean, for me, like, you know me, dude. I mean, I'm a big dude. I mean, I used to play football and, you know, whether I'm, you know, carrying the extra weight or not, I'm just wide. Like, I have white <laughs> shoulders. And, like, I mean, you know, like, coach seats in an airplane. Okay, because obviously we sell houses. So tell me if this doesn't make sense. So people used to be smaller. Cars used to be smaller. Like, when we have, like, these old houses, have you noticed yeah. how narrow the driveways are? Yep. So it's like... And I know some of these are not old planes. How the hell are the damn seats so narrow? So honestly, the big thing for me, like the big, big thing was I want comfort. Like I want to be comfortable. I'm also, I used to be petrified of flying and I was claustrophobic as hell, which I am still claustrophobic. But man, I like, I used to have to like, either my doctor would have to like prescribe Xanax or I'd have to like have a couple of cocktails, like stiff cocktails to like get comfortable. But, um, you know, I started traveling more and more, and then I always wanted, like, Air Miles Rewards card, and I didn't realize the power. So this whole experience and kind of getting to where I'm at, it was a learning process, and it's almost like you can – it's almost like there's hacks. Like, you can master the hacks. Like, so what I do is I have a card that I use for my real estate business mm-hmm. to, you know, basically for all my business spending, but I try to funnel everything through there. You can yep. use your credit card for almost everything, and then – you know, last year we had a couple of projects, a couple of flips I was working on, and I ran a lot of the materials through there because I needed to spend a quarter million <laughs> to get diamond status, which I found. And you're, with, and, and you're with Delta, right? And the card you're talking about is an American Express card. Yeah, it's the American Express Reserve card. And so yeah. with that comes a lot of benefits. I mean, you get early access to like certain concert tickets and different things, and you get you get a free membership to clear and you get like you just get all kinds of perks and discounts and stuff but then the biggest thing for me is you accumulate miles and then delta has a really good app and so you get to see your miles and book stuff on the app but i mean i was stuck at platinum which is the next to highest for about a year and a half and i finally had diamond a year ago and oh my gosh so what i do is i book main cabin and then they automatically upgrade me to like comfort because basically it's like main cabin comfort then first class and on the bigger jets there's delta one which is like super first class where you get a pod. You get an actual like oh, room fancy. with okay. a reclining seat fancy. that becomes okay. a bed. Yeah. has like the TV and everything and it has like light and a desk. Okay. And it's just, it's pretty sick. But uh, anyway, uh, so it's funny because when he was platinum, like I'd be on the upgrade list for first class. And then yeah. I'd sometimes I'd be number one or two on the list. I'd be all excited. There's a couple of seats that look like they're available. Yeah. Then some like schmo would come in and I get bumped down <laughs> because like there was diamonds out there. So it's funny because now there's always somebody with higher status. <laughs> I feel bad now sometimes, believe it or not, because now I'm the diamond that bumps people out. And so like I'll be like one of 30 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's like a seat yeah. or two, whatever. So um, basically, if you go in and just book first class, you spend a ton of miles or even if you're buying it. But if you when you're at this status, you just go book main cabin you get bumped for free to comfort right away. And then usually you'll get cleared for first class four or five days ahead of time. Or if it's tight or whatever it is, then you'll get cleared right when you're boarding. And right. Uh, right. yeah, Florida and actually my last four or five trips, every single one I've gotten upgraded. And uh, I was in a brand new jet, an A321 Airbus nice. on my way oh, back okay. last weekend. Okay. It was, How were those? It, it was three months old. Wow. First class was sick. The TVs now can Bluetooth. 
I was able to Bluetooth my headphones instead of yeah. putting that cord in. Yeah. I was able to Bluetooth my headphones, and you could almost CarPlay your Air, your um, iPhone, and then it has like a ton of stuff. And then the seat was super comfortable. And then, you know, we all carry like our usable water bottles and stuff in the airport. Yeah, yeah. There was room to actually put that. Nice. Wait, tell me about the windows. So, so I don't, I don't think I've ever shared this with you. I'm a little bit of an airplane geek. Like every time I go to like San Francisco and I travel out of San Francisco, I like to look out at the airplanes and I can literally tell, especially with the Boeing planes, just by looking at the plane, I know exactly what, ty- what type of Boeing plane it is from a triple seven to a seven thirty seven to a seven fifty seven. Wow. Um, I'm curious the about engineer. the new, I thought he was that gone. is the engineer in me. I'm curious about the new Airbus though. Like, do they like one, do they, how are the windows? Do they have like shutters that you pull down or right. do they have, Oh, they have the shutters that you pull down. Okay. It's interesting because with the new dream, the, the seven, eight, the Boeing seven eighty seven dreamliners, you don't actually have a, a covered, like a curtain to pull down on the windows. It's a little button that turns the, the window. When you press it, it turns it either darker or clearer, depending on what setting you put oh, it wow. on. It's That's really cool, cool. actually. Yeah. Well, well, these first class seats had something I never seen before. They have like a like almost like a half dome. Like you're almost like separated from your neighbor. That's cool. They have like this this dome thing, and it's huge. I mean, it has so much space. Like I, so like I mean, going back to the original question, I mean, it's I've gotten used to it. It's super comfortable, and now it's the new standard. Um, you know. What, if I didn't have any kind of status or rewards, would I be flying first class? I Because of, you know me, like I try to be, I, I don't want to say I'm frugal. I like nice things, but it's like I I try not to be wasteful with spending, right? And it's like if I didn't have the status or I wasn't able to do it this way, I, you know, I probably wouldn't be spending that kind of money. Maybe right. once in a while you could splurge. But like that's why it's a hack, right? Because it's like, I'm obviously, I spent a quarter million last year on the card, so I've definitely earned it. It's not like I'm being a cheapskate, but I'm just right. saying, like, it's a hack on how to best utilize that. And then, I mean, you get to go first in line. They have these great lounges. Like, now with that status, it's like you go into all the lounges that um, they that basically Delta has, the Delta Sky lounges. Yep. You get to go into the American Express lounges. Um, there's nice. the New World, the Global, whatever lounges. I mean, it's... Whether you're in the airport or boarding the plane, um, it's ridiculous. The other thing is once a year, w- you get perks when your status renews. Like as a diamond, you get three perks. Nice. You can gift gold status to somebody. Okay. You can you can basically gift miles. Um, you can get vouchers, um, like a companion voucher. So a companion flies. Um, or you can get um, one, one of the other choices is you can get uh, – Sky Lounge membership for somebody oh, that doesn't have status. that's huge. Okay. Yeah. And then the last one is those regional upgrades or global upgrades. You can get the package that comes with like four regional upgrades and two global upgrades. And what that means is that you can book like just common, you know, like basic or economy or whatever. And then you can actually use that certificate to upgrade your first class for all the legs of your trip. Nice. So... Nice. I'm going to get a couple global ones because I want to try flying Delta to Portugal. Because every year I go and I fly the Portuguese airline. If I fly direct, I fly here out of Oakland. But if I'm going to fly through Boston, then I'll fly Delta to Boston because I get the, you know, good flight and cheap. And then 
I'll just take the Portuguese Airlines. But this summer, I want to look and see, because uh, I heard that Delta flies now to the islands. Well, with my status, it's going to be a whole new world. I'm excited to check that out. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Now, if you're watching on YouTube or streaming this on your podcast platform, if you could do us a favor, leave a comment down below and let us know where you're listening or watching the show from today. It greatly helps with the algorithm and helps us get reach out to more people who need or want to hear what we have to say. We greatly appreciate it. And now back to the show. It's a pretty amazing experience to travel and fly internationally in like business or first class. Like when I was when I was in business school, I had a chance to do a uh, external consulting project with a company actually in Italy. And so I flew out at the time because I traveled a lot. I had one case status with United. And so when I flew out to Italy, I was upgraded both on the way out there and on the way back. And it is one of the most ex amazing experiences. You have to be ready for it, though, and make sure you're working out before and after because they literally do not stop feeding you food and drink. It's like it's 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 constant. They either are bringing drinks or they bring snacks or they bring dinner or lunch. And after a meal, they bring by the ice cream trolley and you can make your own ice cream sundae. I was just I, I was just mind. What airline? This is with United. Oh, that's right. You're and a big United guy. I'm, a, I'm a United guy, but I will have to say I'm pretty jealous of of Delta. I mean, I've just flown United for so long that like I'm I'm and I think that's also key is like if you like do your research figure out which airline, which car rental company, which hotel chain you want to be a part of and like, and, and stick with it and accumulate the points, accumulate the status. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm jealous because like, you know, with Delta, you and I have talked about this, like with Delta and the American Express, it's really cool because you, you have to spend for, for business. So you might as well spend. And then as a result of spending, you're getting the top tier status with Delta, like with United, because I, Again, the engineering me, I've done the research. They have similar credit cards with Chase, but you can't spend up to the top level with United cards. They only get you to uh, to their premier platinum. I forget what the tier is now, but the, the, the one right below 1K. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, but there is something to be said about staying loyal to one airlines and continuing to like build up status and points. Like I've flown yeah. United most of my life now, I think I'm only like a hundred or 200,000 miles away from being a million mile flyer. So I'm on, so Delta has that on the app. Now it shows the million miler and I've been flying with them for almost six years now. And I'm at like 380,000, which I was surprised I'm that high. You know, I didn't realize that I was booking that kind of mileage, That's but, awesome. uh, but yeah. So with a million miler though, um, you get permanent status. Yep. Yep. So like, I believe a million is gold for life. And I think like 4 million is like diamond for life or something. And uh, I talked to this one lady, um, this one flight attendant that says they have a regular who's had, he's got like 14 million miles or something stupid like that. That's, that's stupid. <laughs> she said he's been flying for like 60 years, 50 years, whatever. And uh, a lot like consistently. That's so, crazy. Somebody, yeah. I couldn't believe that. I was like, wow. And I go, well, well, what else have you seen? She's like, I've seen six, seven, eight million milers. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of flying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's probably a lot, a lot of, of international flying too. Yeah, well, it has to be. Because, I mean, you yeah. fly across the country, it's like 3,500 miles or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, so it's like if you're getting 7,000 miles around, I mean, you know, it takes you like, you know, what, 
12, 13, 14 flights to get to 100,000. And then, I mean, literally, that's like 150 flights to get to a million. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's like flying a third of a year. Like, I don't know. It just seems like a lot. It, it, it is a lot. <laughs> Actually, not a third. My math is off like, I don't know, 40%. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah. So, yeah, man, status, that's great. I like what you're saying about being consistent um, and just being loyal because it makes a difference. Uh, it's funny because I, you know, like obviously we make a good living and we're fortunate to work in what we do. And, but it doesn't matter like how much money's coming in. Like I love my discounts and my loyalty rewards. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, CVS, I use the crap out of my CVS card. Like, I mean, and then, you know, like, now delta um is connected with so many different partners and so like now i'm using lyft more than uber because i get Mm -hmm. miles yep i get miles for starbucks now i get miles for instacart i get miles for airbnb and i get miles for partner hotels and i got status that's the other thing having status gave me gold hertz gold membership Um, well there's so much no, there, there is so much. And it, it's an interesting thing because I think a lot of people, when they get these credit cards, they actually don't, or like sign up for mileage plus programs, they actually don't realize how many perks and benefits come with it. So right. if you get a good card, read the fine print. Like for example, with Chase, like to your point of like, now you get points from like Starbucks and other things. I have the Chase Sapphire reserve card, right? And if you go to their website, they have promotions and deals all the time with with different merchants and different vendors and you can get like five to one ten to one twelve to one um for for every dollar spent in terms of points and if you don't look you'll never know i mean i i most recently i bought a i bought a nick bosa jersey um on that website because they had a promotion with fanatics.com wait on what on what so so my chase so my chase uh, on the chase website they had a promotion with fanatics.com which is the uh, the online retailer that sells all this like sports apparel, right? Uh-huh. And I bought a Nick Bosa jersey. They gave me like, I think it was like ten to one points, and then also some cash back after I made the purchase. Like typically, wow. I would if I didn't even check it, I never would even had access to that deal. That's that's crazy. Like I didn't realize that about because I bank with Chase for a long time, but I've never gotten any Chase credit cards. And uh, I've seen the Chase Sapphire and stuff. I mean. Do I want that card? I don't know if you necessarily want the reserve right now. So I, I got it when they first came out with it. And when they first came out with it, they were offering a 100,000 point bonus. Or was it 100,000, 150,000? I can't remember now. It was years back. Um, but it was funny because I think after a quarter or two, they immediately lowered the, the sign-up bonus because so many people were getting points that they were actually losing money on the card. So now I, I don't think you you can get that high, but at the time it was it was super worth it. Um, the, the banks always get the win. The, the bank, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they do, they do. Um, I was gonna say something else, and I totally I totally blanked on it now. Um, but who knows? Was if it I, if about I the chase? Was, was it about the chase sapphire? Oh no, it wasn't about the chase. It was actually about so like talking again about some travel hacks, right? If you if you're traveling, you don't have like status or high enough status to get upgraded to first class. Like I, right now, like I only have gold status with United. Um, so I, I don't ever get upgraded anymore. I do get 
I do get upgraded into Economy Plus for free for myself and one extra person. But one website I love using is SeatGuru.com. I don't know if you've heard of it before. Oh, you were telling me the other day. I didn't know they had that where it tells you what the best seats are to sit at. Yeah, you can look up by airline, by plane type, and it'll show you like the layouts of the seats and it'll color code. So like if it's just a standard seat, it'll be gray. If it's like, if it's a, it's a, if it's a great seat, like you have a bulkhead or you buy an extra row with like a lot of leg room, they'll color that seat green. Um, if you're by a, if you're by, if you have a seat that's by like a restroom and there might be potential nuisances, they'll color it red. So that's actually a great resource to, after you book your flight to go and take a look and see like, hopefully if you can get a better seat. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's freaking awesome. Well, and <laughs> the thing too, with obviously you're asking about status and first class and stuff, but then, I mean, you're out, you're tall, but obviously you're a pretty slender guy. Like, does it, do you care about being in coach or first class? I, I don't really care about being in first class. Um, I think for me, like I definitely prefer being with United being at least in economy plus because with economy plus, I at least have access to the emergency exit rows and I have access to the bulk, uh, the bulkhead seats. Can you open your laptop if you want to? Well, I mean, I, it's <laughs> the way they cram seats t- these days. I, I doubt it, but I'm also the type of person where like when I'm flying, I try not to work. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, just, try, I, do, I try and do the same thing, you yeah. know, but like this last trip, I had some stuff to do and then it was nice and first class to have the room. Yeah. Yeah. But then you're tall. So don't your legs get sore? Like when I'm in economy, like my legs get sore. It's like tight. Well, that's why, that's why I pick bulkhead and that's why I pick emergency, emergency exit because you get a little bit more space. It was mm-hmm. funny last week when I was traveling to Denver on the flight out, I was on a Boeing 757. It was, um, so three seats, uh, a single aisle, three seats on each side of the aisle. But the way they designed the emergency row was that, um, if you're in the back emergency row and you were at the window, there was actually no seat in front of me. So again, this is the power of seat guru (laughs) and being able to see like what seats are the best. As soon as I booked, I booked that seat and it was the best thing ever. Like, I'm sitting there and I can stretch my legs out because there's no seat in front of me. Yeah, I know what seat you're talking about. I, I see that seat. I know, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. It's good for me. I, I when I used to be uh, not as slim, I think I did, definitely did prefer the uh, the first class, the first class seats. It was kind of cool though because like, you know, you sometimes I used to fly down to LA a lot, and so I'd get upgraded on that leg. And it's funny the people that you kind of see and run into in first class. I think one time I ran into Maria Schreiber, um, and another time. I think well another time I wasn't on this plane, but I was waiting to get to to get on, and then uh, off the plane steps Yo-Yo Ma, the world famous like cellist, and it's funny because I don't think anybody else recognized who he was, and I was like here trying to like keep my cool, but I'm like, holy shit, that's Yo-Yo Ma, and then I was wondering like where's his cello, and then like you see like a bunch of people exit the plane, and later on you see like this probably his assistant who's sitting in economy brings out the cello, and I'm like that's probably a freaking million dollar cello and no one will ever know it. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, um, interesting because, um, the people I've met in first class, like even on this last trip, I met this guy on the way out. As soon as he heard that it was for real estate and stuff, he actually saw my hat. I had a hat like this one on uh-huh. and we started, and he's like, Oh, I have properties. And we just started talking and, you know, he owns a tech company and stuff. And, oh, um, nice. 
what I've noticed was that, um, in fact, he gave me his card. He wants to connect, which he just reminded me I haven't reached out to him. But um, it's interesting because um, a lot of these people travel a lot for work and or they got status or whatever. And uh, I've, I've built like, um, you know, good relationships. Um, just, I mean, some people have actually stayed in touch with. And I even like, like about like a year and a half ago or so, I met a girl. I got sitting next to some girl. I just, coming back to the Bay Area, just best conversation. Like I, you know, just that was random. I mean, I never like we exchanged numbers and we, you know, kept in touch for a while, but I, you know me, I get busy. I have a hard time keeping in touch with a lot of people, but I, uh, but yeah, it was funny because I was like, wow, that's never happened before. So yeah, all kinds of experiences. And then there's been some famous people too. Um, I can't think of the last one, but um, more than anything though, I've met a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs and CEOs. Like I've met a bunch of CEOs um you know last year was this one solar company really nice lady with her husband nice the kids they were going i think they were going to connect and go to hawaii or something but yeah i think it was a ceo it was a it, it is it is a great way to network with people because i mean the way they lay it out it's like you you only have one person next to you for the most part right right and it's easier to 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 kind of form a, a formal relationship and start start a conversation with them right. i'm only gonna say this and i'm i'm half joking but i'm like when you said you met a girl on the plane, I know you're in a committed relationship now, but I'm like, I feel like you and I might have to do an episode where we talk about the different ways to, uh, to, uh, (laughs) the different ways to meet women and all the different stories you have to tell. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. I have to censor that one. Um, yeah, no, maybe, maybe we make that a, a by invite only podcast. (laughs) Great. Now you're going to start an only OnlyFans account for me or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> no, well, I mean, we've talked about online dating leading to selling houses back in the day. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Just when you connect with people, I mean, you just never know, you know, you don't you build yeah. relationships. Is it business? Is it dating? Is it friendship? You know, is it, you know, I don't know. Just, it's funny though. Um, I mean, I love people, you know, and, you know, I'm a guy who loves women. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you, you hit on what, what I think you hit on what's key there. And we've talked about this before, too, is, you know, just just have have some have curiosity for people, get to know people and just strike up a conversation and, and try to. And, you know, you never know where, where it's going to take you. Right. You know? That's true. It's true. And um, yeah. And I like I tell people a lot recently, too, is that. Well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And it's, um, I just, I keep an open mind. Like I try to keep a very open mind. Um, I guess I've always been pretty open, but I think one of the things I'm proud of myself for like this last few months is actually when it comes to making decisions, mm-hmm. like actually pausing and thinking things through. So mind's still open. I still like the whole go big or go home. I still get fired up. But one thing I'm proud of is that now I, I pause and think things through before I make decisions. And so, um, I mean, I'll say I'm, I'm proud of you too, man, that you're, you're taking that time. No, I'm, I'm serious because a lot of times, like in the heat of the moment, whatever might happen, it's very easy to make a motion based on the highs or the lows. Right. right. And, or, and, and so it's, 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 it's great that like, you know, you've been taking the time, letting the, the, the emotion, the feeling aspect of it pass a little bit. And then really trying to look at it from a more objective 
point of view. I think that's great. Right. No, totally agreed. Because, you know, I, I like people. We're talking about connecting with people. And then it's like, you know, you trust people and then maybe too trusting sometimes. And then, yep. you know, obviously I've gotten burned a couple of times in the last few months. And yep. it's uh, so, yeah, I'm trying to not let like that connection with people. I'm trying to make sure that I still am alert, like don't get just kind of swayed in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll probably end up building better and stronger relationships because of that. Yeah, the totally agreed, totally agreed. And I mean, the other thing too is, um, I guess, and then this is probably could be just a personality defect from experience or whatever, but, um, not getting overly concerned about having disagreements or bad moments, you know, like I, sometimes I'm like, oh man, I messed that up or I was really mad or maybe I was, I mean, I'm pretty level, you know me, I don't really get angry or anything, but it's like, sometimes I feel like I've been in some kind of conflict or dispute and then I feel like I did damage or it's over, you know, and it's like, I know better than that, but it's like, I've started to like, just then afterwards laugh it off and go, oh boy, triggering, or I don't want to sound triggering because that sounds all drama, but you know what I mean? Just like, yeah, you know, maybe old habits or whatever, just always assuming the worst. And I don't, I don't operate that way anymore. I'm very positive or optimistic as you know. So, um, yeah, anyway, getting better at that too. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. I don't want to turn into a therapy session though. So, um, you know, I'm gonna no, get for the sake of our audience, let's not turn it into the, uh, the Michael Jinn therapy right. clinic. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I mean, I think I, I wasn't planning on us talking for about 40 minutes, but I mean, I kind of loved, loved everything that we kind of touched on today. And I hope for those listening that, you know, you got some helpful tips and tricks on, you know, how to take advantage of travel and travel hacks to help you going forward. So with that, appreciate everybody for listening in and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Top Producing Zone podcast. That's a wrap. We'll see you soon. See you guys.